It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. I mean, I think win right now. Yeah, I mean, we need a win. We need to find a way to get a win, and you know, this can wear on you in a, in a hurry, and it, you can see it in our guys' faces. And, you know, but that being said, it's a National Hockey League and nobody's feeling sorry for you. You got to get out and dust yourself off when something good doesn't happen and, you know, make something good happen. Or, you know, just make sure, you know, within a shift in this league, sometimes nothing will happen and that's okay. You know, that's it's a good league and we've got to find that balance of knowing when to make a play and knowing when nothing good, if nothing happens, it's a good shift. Ooh, what's up, everybody? How are we all doing on this Wednesday morning? I hope that you are in a better mood than all the San Jose Sharks were last night after the latest loss. And let's not mince any words, and I guess we can define this in different ways, but through five games, the San Jose Sharks are off to their worst start in franchise history. They have never gone winless through their first five before. I can think back to a couple years ago when the offense was off to a very poor start and they brought in Patrick Marlowe and he helped them get things pointed in the right direction and scored two goals in his first game and they won game number five of the year. But, um, you know, that's in the past. And right now, the San Jose Sharks right now, um, they're not really capable of doing a whole lot that's good. You know, I thought I'd, I thought I'd start out by talking about what is good with this team right now. The first period. I think that in the first period, for most of the games, we've been seeing some pretty good play for the San Jose Sharks. It seems like they are connecting passes. It seems like they are making wise decisions. It seems like they are finishing checks. It seems like they are more organized. It seems like they are capable of playing a style of hockey that would ostensibly have them in the lead uh, later in games that would allow them to win games. The problem is, is that completely disappears in the second period. In the second period of games, they are getting outscored mightily, and we'll get into that in a moment. But for the time being, the San Jose Sharks are good in the first period, and they did some good things in this game, and I really, through one period, thought to myself, okay, this is a chance for the Sharks to try and rectify things and get things rolling here in the fifth game of the year. Also, the penalty kill for the San Jose Sharks, still perfect on the season, which is one of those reasons why I think this can get figured out. Now, again... I do not have Stanley Cup aspirations for this team. I have bubble playoff aspirations for this team. I'm not thinking that suddenly things are going to be turned around and they're going to go on a 10-game win streak because they're good at the penalty kill. But the penalty kill can oftentimes be indicative of teams being able to understand uh, relative implementation of systems. It can be a good barometer of where the effort level is. It can be a good barometer of some different types of talents that you need to have, some hard-nosed, some grindstone-type mentality to be able to get 
victories in the NHL. I think that if you have a good penalty kill, that's indicative of, of some character on your team. And I also think that the goaltending has not been the problem, even though there's been some goals given up in the last couple of games. I think the Sharks have put their goalies in relatively poor situations. I think that when you know things are in tight, when things are in a a position to get a stop, that the goalies are making those stops that you need them to get. The problems are the breakdowns in situational hockey, like off a faceoff. That's you know that's on everybody out there on the ice. I'm not absolving the goalies. I'm just not putting it entirely on them. So when you have goals off of faceoffs, that's a problem that guys aren't handling their responsibilities. That to me is more on the guys that are free skating as opposed to the guy who's stuck there, you know, right in front of the net. So there are things that the Sharks need to work on right now. And those are the, you know, the, the very easy ones to identify as where they are doing pretty well. First period, penalty kill goalies. However, you get beyond that and there is a lot that is going wrong with this team right now. You heard it from David Quinn in the post game. This is a fragile team right now. The Sharks have absolutely zero response to adversity and instead of response to adversity, they are actively collapsing in the face of adversity. They are incapable of handling pushback. They are incapable of handling whatever the team brings to them. It's like they don't have a plan B. And I I know that that's easy for me to say, but it's like, if you get a lead or if you're able to pull a tie, a two, two game, they have no ability to extend their lead. They have no ability to stretch their advantages on the ice. They have no, you know, game plan for when the team figures out what they're doing on the ice and they are overextending themselves. They are trying to make things happen. They are making themselves vulnerable and it is culminating in five straight losses to start this year. Um, you know, this this is speaking to me to a greater problem with the San Jose Sharks right now and why this is more distressing than what we've seen in the last couple of years when the Sharks have gone on some brutal losing streaks. Uh, you know, I think of the 56-game season, I think the Sharks lost like 13 of their last 16 games. And yeah, they were in a talent deficit, a severe talent deficit. And I still think they are in a talent deficit, but it was easier to understand what was going on. Or, or you look at You know, last year when they had some bad losing streaks or they had some bad games, like, yeah, you're playing more rookies than any other team in the NHL. You were playing more inexperienced players. You had had just overall not the talent to look at. But when you're calling up, you know, Santori Hatika or Ryan Merkley and the team is getting a win at home versus a good Winnipeg team when you are down several starters due to COVID, I'm sorry. You know, that to me is indicative of other problems with this team right now because the effort, the desire, the will to win is not there right now. And again, David Quinn called it fragility. You can call it whatever you want, but that to me is a problem. This Sharks team has more talent than they did a year ago. They have more experienced NHL ability. They have more qualified, however you want to look at that. But to me, they have more players who have that NHL ability, and they are getting worse outcomes. That, to me, up to this point, is a distinct step in the wrong direction. And I don't know what can be done to fix that because that should not be what is happening. That should not be the outcome. And yes, it is a small sample size. I understand that we are five games in. The Sharks could easily win four of their next five games, even if that seems unlikely right now. But that could very well happen, and the Sharks could find themselves in a much better place. And we could be talking about a much different situation in the time that it takes to get us into that game in November 1st when they do host uh, Anaheim back at the tank. But 
you know, this this does have the ability to snowball, and it was something that I was really worried about after Saturday night's loss against Chicago because I looked at the Islanders, and then the next up is the Rangers, then you have the Devils, and then you have the Flyers. You come back home on the 25th against the Vegas Golden Knights, then you're going to host the Maple Leafs, then you are going to be hosting the Lightning, you get a Sunday and a Monday off, and then it's going to be the Ducks on November the 1st. And to me, that's got to be a must-win game because at that point, you might not have won one. You might not have won a game. Then again, you keep on looking forward. You're going to be hosting the Panthers. That's not going to be easy. And then you've got the Ducks again on Saturday the 5th, which again is another opportunity to me as a winnable game. Then you get a couple of days off. You're not back at it until November the 10th. So you do get a little break before you're in St. Louis taking on the Blues. But Again, you're out on the road, and then you're facing the Stars. I mean, this is just, this has the ability to snowball. And listen, I was a young, young child when that 92-93 Sharks team occurred, but I remember it well. I was, let's see, 10 and 11 years old. I remember it, and I do not want to ever experience a season like that again. And there are many of you that remember it all too well. But that is how this season is shaping up right now. Even if I do have hope that there can be a rectification, that there can be a turnaround. But right now, I do see the possibility of things snowballing, and that is my greatest concern. And, you know, they've got to figure it out. They've got to figure it out, and that's something that needs to happen. And I don't know what button to push if you are David Quinn. I don't know what button to push if you're Mike Greer. I mean, ultimately, I don't know if you have to sit guys down and call up players from the Barracuda and put them into their spot. And yes, I am specifically talking about a William Eklund and a Thomas Bordalo. I don't know if you have to bring those guys up and put them in the lineup to tell members of the San Jose Sharks that they need to get going. I mean, right now, Timo Meyer doesn't have any goals through five games. Tomas Hurdle only has one goal through five games. You know, Logan Couture is not living up to his lofty status of what you need him to be in terms of production. The same thing for a Nick Bonino. The fourth line right now for the Sharks is their most productive line. And while I do appreciate that, again, that's great. But that is an indictment of your top six in particular and of the top nine right now. I mean, you need guys to step it up and be performing at a higher level because right now this Sharks team has scored one goal, two goals, one goal, two goals, and two goals. The offense is not there right now. We have not scored more than two goals in a game. Meanwhile... The same problem throughout every game is rearing its head. That is another issue. You can't have the same results game in, game out, and have the exact same reasons why it's occurring without being able to figure things out. The second period, they're being outscored 12-2, and the Sharks have yet to score a third-period goal. Uh, That's two-thirds of the game. That's 40 minutes of hockey where the offense has almost completely disappeared. We heard Nico Sturm talk about it in the postgame, not playing a full 60 minutes of hockey. But hell, I'm wondering right now if they can play, you know, 30 minutes and then can they extend it to 35 and 40 and 45 and 50 and 55 and maybe get to 60 minutes. I mean, this is a consistent performance that we're seeing from the Sharks where the second period and the third period are not in their wheelhouse. It's not something they're capable of doing right now. And that needs to be fixed. I mean, there's no other way to put it. That needs to be fixed. That needs to be immediately rectified. That needs to be priority number one and I'm sure that it is like I can't think of a situation where David Quinn isn't trying to get things going in the right direction in a real hurry like I would imagine 
That is keeping him up at night. And I think David Quinn is a capable coach. I'm not blaming him right now. And I don't think that the Sharks don't have the talent to win. While they are not as talented as some teams, they are a team that is capable of winning games. And listen, new teammates, new systems. I understand that takes time. But the Sharks should still have the ability to create wins out of ability alone because this is not where Chicago and Arizona are at. At least that's not what I thought going into the year. I mean, I looked at those teams and I said to myself, those are the you know the worst teams in the league. This is where the Sharks are doing right now. They're trying to build their way back up, but they have not torn everything down. They still have Timo Meyer. They still have Tomas Hurdle. They still have Logan Couture. They still have Eric Carlson. You've got veterans like Nick Benino. You've got an Eco Sturm coming in. You've got, you know, again, established NHL talents and not, not to take anything away from the younger guys that got their chances to play last year, but it was looking like things would be a step in the right direction or a step towards improvement and putting a better product on the ice. And that's why it's so troubling that it's not. I mean, this was supposed to be on paper a better team. And I don't know if that means that guys are mailing it in or disengaged or what it means. Cause I don't think that's what I'm seeing. Like I'm not seeing guys slacking off out there on the ice I am seeing a lack of execution. I am seeing a lack of high-level performance. I am seeing an overall disjointed team that doesn't seem to know how to get out of their own way. And they are making the same mistakes over and over and over. And, you know, I think messages in ways are being sent. If you look at some of the numbers out of last night, I think one of the most, I don't know if you want to call this revealing, but it's something to pay attention to. Kevin LeBanc only had 10 minutes of ice time, 10 minutes and 9 seconds. I mean, that's that's got to be some sort of message being sent. I think we all expected LeBanc would have more ice time. And actually, LeBanc up to this point had been one of my favorite parts of the team. Uh, but suddenly, you know, now it's trending downwards for him. And I don't know if that's, you know, I don't know what that means. But that's about four minutes less than he played on Saturday night. So, you know, LeBanc is one of those guys that's expected to be a producer. It's expected to be a guy who can be a playmaker and put his teammates in positive positions and it would appear that right now that's not being seen by David Quinn. So right now the the Sharks, again, it's easy to point at Kevin LeBanc, but you know you can point to other guys. I mean Eric Carlson it was minus three the other night, and last night he was only you know at a at a level play. But it's Eric Carlson. He's one of the highest players in the league. He paid players in the league. He needs to be better. I mean literally every member of the San Jose Sharks right now needs to be better. You did not expect Timo Meyer to be shut out through the first five games of the year. You did not expect only one goal in five games from a Tomas Hurdle. I understand that it was a weird start to the season in an abbreviated training camp, and you go over to Europe, and you come back west, and then you go back onto the East Coast. There are plenty of reasons for the Sharks not to be 5-0. and I understand that. But if you had told me a couple of weeks ago that the Sharks were going to start off 0-5, I would not have believed it. That's not what I think any of us would have expected to happen. I don't think it's what Mike Greer was expecting to happen. I don't think it's what David Quinn was expecting to happen. I don't think it's what Logan Couture was expecting to happen. I don't think anyone was expecting this. And this is why we need to see how the Sharks respond. And at this point, you know, we talked about wanting to see positive efforts and steps in the right direction. But now it's just about winning at all costs to not let this snowball. Because like I said, this can snowball in a real hurry. If you look at the Sharks' upcoming schedule... If you look at that fragility that you heard David Quinn reference, if you look at where this could go in a real hurry, it's it's troubling right now. And that's why it's going to be a real gut check moment for the remainder of this trip to see 
what they can pull out of it, what they're able to do out there on the road, what they're able to you know try and put together out there on the ice. And the Rangers represent a massive challenge. The Rangers are a very, very good team who have a pretty good goalie. All right, there was some very, very strong post-game reaction after last night's loss, as you would imagine. We're going to get into all of that on the other side. You're on Morning Tide. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge-watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Simple, and you know, our line. I think we all know um, we're not, you know, the most skilled guys out there. And, um, we're just trying to play to our strength. I think all three of us can skate really well, and Gouge and I are two bigger bodies, so we just try to get the puck in and, and, and play to our advantages. You know, like we're not gonna go out there and dangle anybody. We're not gonna have a ton of success like that. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Morning Tide on a Wednesday morning as we are reacting to the Sharks' fifth straight loss to open the season. It was Nico Sturm with his comments after the game that pretty much sent social media for the Sharks ablaze, Sharks Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Uh, That was his first answer to why his line is having success. And yeah, I mean, they are keeping it simple. They are the Sharks' best line right now, which for a fourth line is not encouraging, which isn't to take away from what they've done. But that's, that's supposed to be a plus situation. Like, hey, your fourth line can produce. Not their fourth line is the only line that can produce. And I understand there is a law of averages that has to work its way out to where the Sharks' top players and top six especially have to start progressing to the mean. Like, they have to start playing closer or producing closer to what their numbers are expected because I, there's no way that Timo and Tomash do not make their way back onto that score sheet. You know, it's there's going to be a normalization to an extent, but even a normalization at this point, it doesn't mean that the Sharks will be able to get their way out of it. So... More from Nico Sturm. Uh, This is when he was asked what it was like to come off of his situation last year where he raised the Stanley Cup. Sucks. I mean, I think, I don't know. Got to look back. Haven't been on a losing team, I think, since my first year of juniors. And uh, not really something I'm used to. I don't like it. Um, So... Um, we just talked about it. Um, we got We don't have a lot of time. The hole's getting deeper and deeper, and at some point soon, it's going to be too late already. So we're going to start in practice. Yeah, I mean, I think he's alluding to the fact that practice is where they have to be able to put into play an idea of where incremental progress can allow them to have more progress overall over the course of a game. Because I understand the overall goal right now is to get a win, but at this point, a win is not coming out of nowhere for this team. It doesn't seem like they're going to suddenly explode with seven goals and put one out of reach. Like You have to use practice right now 
to put yourself in a better position to win. And I always go over what Jamie Baker told me time and time again. He said, Ted, there is nothing more important than practice. And he would reference it especially so in the early part of a year. And when you have an abbreviated preseason, when you have a trip to Europe, which is very, very busy and demanding on the schedules of everyone, and then you come back for a couple of days and you go back to the East Coast with this much travel, there probably hasn't been enough practice. And yes, they did get a little bit of a break in between the Saturday game in Prague and the Friday game at home. But at the same time, you also had you know, a lot of time changes going on. And that may have cut into everybody's ability to absorb what was going on in practice. But again, I go, you know, I just look back to the way that you felt about this team coming out of Prague, where it was like, okay, they're 0-2, but you can bounce back from this pretty quickly. And now, just three games later, the entire dynamic and the entire mood and atmosphere and feeling, everything has shifted. Here's Sturm when he was asked if he and other new guys were okay with speaking up. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and the guy, the guys aren't the problem at all. Like I, I can tell you that this group is very, very close. Great guys, and and uh, you know, everybody's getting along with everybody else really well. But we haven't been able to translate that, you know, onto the ice. And um, yeah, we gotta gotta figure it out fast. And that's one of those statements that is encouraging and troubling because a tight group ostensibly would be able to get things going pretty quickly. But like he said, that is not translated to what we're seeing out there on the ice right now. Again, the thing that we are continually seeing is that not everybody is on the same page and I don't know how you get everybody on the same page. I don't know how you get the power play working correctly. I don't know how you get these individual lines to start gelling, but I do know that Coach Quinn needs to shake things up, and I don't know to what extent he needs to do that, but changes have to be made. You can't expect to put the same thing out there night after night after night and not have results before you make more changes. And yes, there have been changes up to this point, but I just I think we're going to see more. I think we are going to see more in terms of the overall response from the team. I think we're going to see more in terms of everything. I, I think that you just have to start putting out line combinations that make sense until you find one that works. I mean, I don't think you shake up everything to the core, but you have to try different things. You have to try different combinations. You have to put guys together that maybe you wouldn't think would be an automatic fit. I mean, I, I know that every Sharks team, you know, it seems like there's always an idea of what you expect a line to be, and then it changes, and that, that's how it is every year. I mean, that's it's just the way it goes. You have to figure things out. You have to put guys in position to succeed and guys have to put themselves in a position to exceed. And that's again, another thing that we're not seeing right now. We're not seeing these guys perform to their level. I don't know why that is. I don't know what it's going to take to turn it around, but they've got to figure it out because they're 0 and 5. And this is, again, it can get out of hand in a real hurry. Well, the biggest thing is that we haven't played 60 minute hockey game. I think, uh, today and the Chicago game, the, First 20 minutes were great, um, and then in the second period, we we, we drop off. Obviously, there's a pushback. You gotta expect a pushback. If we play like we played in the first period against Chicago, and we played the first period we played today, you you gotta you know respect them as an opponent and and be ready that they're gonna talk about it in the intermission, that they're gonna come out and they're gonna. You know, they're going to stare you in the face and, and they're not going to give it to us. Like, we can't expect that they're going to give it to us. And, and that's how we play right now. And it's not, it's just not cotton. Yeah. And this is where you could hear Nico, the frustration growing in his post-game presser, because I think that he started thinking about it. And, you know, Timo Meyer in his post-game press conference, it seemed like there was a dejected nature and annoyance. And I'm not 
blaming him and I'm not holding this against him. It's just like he is internalizing this different. And I think that that's because Timo is expected to be a top level producer and is not doing that and probably feels an exceptional amount of pressure on himself to be able to come up with that high level performance for Nico. I think it's a little bit different. I think Nico is looking to this as saying like, Hey, I just came from a championship team. I know what it takes. I know what I'm expecting to be seen. I know what we all need to be doing. And he probably also feels like, why is my line, the fourth line, the most productive out here? And I don't think that's a resentment. I think he's just trying to figure out what on earth is happening that's not allowing the Sharks to have greater results. Because if you look at it, like he said, the guys get along with each other. I don't think this is some toxic dressing room situation where guys don't want to be uh, fighting for each other. That's not the vibe I got at all. You know, I'm able to go into those postgame locker rooms. I'm able to go into, you know, practices. I've been there around these guys. I saw how they were interacting with each other at media day during training camp. It's not like this is a team where you see that guys don't like each other. I have been around teams like that in professional sports, whether it's been in baseball, hockey, basketball, football, soccer, you you know, you you go down the list. I've been around situations where you could feel there was tension in the room, but in a different capacity. Right now, there's tension in the room for the San Jose Sharks because nobody seems to quite be able to identify what is happening other than the idea of them not being capable of playing a full 60 minutes of hockey or hell, even more than a, you know, more than 20 minutes. Because again, first period's okay. Outscored 12-2 in the second. They haven't scored a third period goal. It also appears, uh, you know, concerningly enough that over the course of these five games, like they are getting worse, like suddenly the mental toll of what is happening is becoming too much for them to handle. And that's what you heard him allude to is like, yeah, there's going to be a pushback. You're not going to give it to you. And the Sharks need to figure out why they don't have that pushback of their own or why they're not able to adjust to the adjustments. These are things that need to be figured out fast. Sturm was asked about the idea of the other lines making improvements and if they can be inspired by his own. Inspired. We all know how to play the game. Obviously, there's not a lot of confidence right now. You know, I mean, let's let's face it. I think uh, there's a lot of guys in here that would like to score a little more than they are right now. And um, I think the best way to when you're in a face like that is to get like a really to get greasy, like to get dirty and we have to play just more aggressive and 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 let's let's face it we're not gonna blow out teams out there you know we're not gonna score five six goals every game so we gotta figure out how we start winning games when we score two or three goals and uh and that's what we gotta focus on play to our strength and and, and we're not if we try to be some somebody that we're not and we're not gonna have any success At this point, this was the answer he gave that I think most people reacted to the strongest. And it was the idea of Mike Greer coming in in the postgame and sending a message to the team. And I I don't think that happened. It didn't sound like he or David Quinn gave some, you know, postgame chew out session because I don't I don't think that's going to do anything at this point. I don't think yelling at professional athletes is the right way to go about things. And again, it doesn't sound like that happened, I'm sure. David Quinn had some stern words for them between the second and third period, and that's what it sounds like. But I don't think Greer came in and chewed them out in the postgame. But Nico did give a very interesting answer about the idea of needing external motivations or needing a wake-up call. I mean, it's National Hockey League. We don't need a coach or a GM to tell us what, like, everybody should know where we're at right now. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's not juniors or college where you need somebody to motivate them. Um, 
you know, every year you gotta, you gotta feel like you're taking a step forward and, and we wanted to turn the culture around here. And so far we haven't done anything. So you're on five, I don't think you need Queenie or Mike to come in here and motivate any guys. I think at the end of the day, playing like this, we play for your job. So it should be motivation enough. I mean, those are some strong, strong words from Nico Sturm. And I think that, you know, one of the comments that echoed that was Coach Quinn and the post team talking about the team being fragile. Uh, we're a very fragile group right now, as you can see. You know, you're up one nothing, and, you know, you don't have a great second period again, but you make a 2-2 two to two and then give up another goal at the end of the second period. And, you know, once you're in the cycle we're in, it's hard to get out of it. And it's going to take a lot of work physically and mentally to get out of the situation we're in. And, you know, it's just uh, it's frustrating. I mean, on the one hand, it is pretty amazing to hear talk like this after just five games of the season because when guys are venting, when they're having and showing their frustrations like this, when nothing is going right, you know, you would expect this to happen at a different point of the year and not just right from the start. And, you know, some people are maybe surprised that the Sharks are being this open and being this overall just, you know, outwardly disgusted with what they're doing. But, I mean, this is what you want. You never want complacency. You never want guys to be satisfied with losses. You never want this type of mentality to sit in. And good, I'm glad Nico sounded mad and disgusted. I'm glad Timo Meyer sounds like he, you know, just is in, um, not denial, but it just seems like he's in disbelief over what's happening. Like, these are the emotions you want to hear. You know, David Quinn, I am sure that if he had, um, you know, no microphones around or no, uh, you know, nobody recording what he was saying off the record, he'd probably tell you that he was pretty angry as well. And he's keeping a little bit more calm, collected demeanor. He's the coach. He has to do so. But right now, uh, this is a team that has to find something. They have to find a common rallying point. They have to figure out how they are going to put forward better results. I am not expecting this team to buy for the Stanley Cup. I've said it a million times. I expected them to be a bubble team. This team has severely underperformed up to the first five games of the year. It is shocking to see them underperform like this, but at the same time, it's so under our level of expectations that you'd have to imagine that there would be a correction that this team will have something more consistent with what we expected from them as we get deeper into the year. All right, that wraps it up for today's episode. I will see you all on Thursday when the San Jose Sharks get ready for the Rangers on the buildup for the San Jose Sharks. I'm Ted Ramey signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network.